The audacity. Dusty bitches. <laughs> Good morning. Testing. Good morning. <laughs> um, what are you going to say? You going to say something? Yeah, welcome back. Oh, welcome back. To the Audacity Podcast. To the Audacity How Podcast. Y'all weren't even ready for that. I thought it was it. Sheesh. And we're right. back. What's going on, man? How you doing? I, I like those glasses. What, oh, these old things? Uh-huh. Literally? Yeah. Yeah, man, you know I got LASIK, so. Oh, it you did get LASIK. My eyesight is now half as bad as it used to are be. Are those prescription? Yeah. Damn, my lesson must be faded because I just tried those on uh, behind the scenes oh, and real? I can see through them. Yeah, man. Oh, you might shit. get yourself checked out. I definitely need a touch-up. Get yourself checked out. I ain't wearing no <laughs> fake glasses out here. What I look like. You know what I'm saying? What I look like. Warren. Yes. How was your time? I have something to confess. Okay. Something that I talked a lot of shit about on this podcast. Okay. What are you talking about? Short people? What is it? What's the issue? No. Fuck that. <laughs> um, I stand by everything I said about short people grow. Um... <laughs> I have been on two dates with a white man. A white man, like white, white from, white. He's from Alabama. Are you Are you safe? I'm here. Okay. I made it. Okay. Um, I, uh, I thought, hold on. If I could um, scroll back through a couple episodes, not even like episode one, just like a couple episodes ago, I remember some kind of content and context about. Where you stood with the whole dating white thing? Can I stand by? I stand by. I still, I'm still there. Okay, okay, okay. I'm still there. I feel like if you're in an interracial relationship, right, and I mean black and white, those, these people I'm talking about. Right. Um, and I'm, to be clear, I am not in a relationship. I went on two dates with this nigga. Okay. This white man. <laughs> um, so you're dating a white man. Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. Uh, and I am actually having a great time. Okay. He's okay. really nice. I've also set up three more dates with niggas just because now I'm like, I'm getting nervous. Yeah, I'm right. Like, Niggas that drove me to this white man. Twenty twenty has drove me to white man. This might be your last shot. This might be it. This might be it. And so I'm obviously not prepared. And as many chances as they can. I'm not prepared. Like I love a chance. Like I just, I'm just really trying to be open minded. Okay. He has a lot of the shit on my list. Okay. Minus, you know, I didn't think he'd be white. Yeah. That's why you gotta be specific with your prayers. Specific. Don't you? Let's <laughs> see. But yeah, I'm not with a white guy, white man, y'all, and um, he cool. So okay. I'm gonna go out with him again. Okay. <laughs> well, good luck. Oh, child. Let me uh, let us all know how that uh, how yeah, this, this turned out for you. Y'all just pray for me, cause yeah, yeah. Yep. Conversations. I was like, you ever been with a nigga? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no. Has he heard the podcast? Is he going to... I told him about the podcast, though. Okay. He, he know who, like, I'm slowly unveiling myself. Like, I mean, I'm not, like, somebody different when we be on these dates. But isn't it interesting? We talked about racism on our second date. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Second date, huh? Yeah, we're going on the third Monday. Okay, all right. Let's have some good answers for those, uh... Oh, I don't know what you was going to say. I don't know what's good. <laughs> I'm not taking it slow. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, we're robbing up too. Um, so I, I applied for some jobs Amen. recently. Whew. Yes, that's really be the hardest thing because you know it's it's not like the actually applying. It's like all right, you know what? I'm unhappy with where I am currently. Enough, whatever that level is, enough mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? I'm gonna go let somebody else know I exist. That's yes. all it really is doing. Yes. You know, throwing it out there, getting your resume together, looking at it like. 50 times, like, this is a piece of trash. <laughs> Nobody's going to hire me. Nobody. And then, and, you know, do some things. And you're like, oh, shit, I actually got some stuff going on. So been doing that. Um, I have started teaching beginners. You know, I'm in acting class. Right. I'm in the advanced class. So Period. I think I told you this. Let them know. Come on now. But uh, I've started assisting teaching the beginners class. 
you are an assistant teacher in your acting class. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I got here, but... It's the talent for me. <laughs> we're, we're doing things. Period. Something's happening. But um, other than that, oh, I did um, have a um, passing away in my family. Um, no. My dear cousin Marcus, uh, who lives in Chicago, um, he passed away that? this past week, so kind of sad about that. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, um, yeah, things are things are moving along, you know, so getting things done. Prayers to the Williams family. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. You know, I see black people do this, you know, I'm going to church, but I just feel like this is, is appropriate when someone tells you something. It's like that's a, a cover. Yeah, they, a, they, they cover everything. Yeah. That, <laughs> everything that that person needs. Right, that part. That's, the cover. I just feel like this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Um, but yes, they're not here for any of this or any of that. Mm-hmm. They're here for the Audacity Podcast. Welcome. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, this is where you know we kind of give you guys our our love and gratitude and yes. kind of you know let you know how much we appreciate you and thank you for coming here specifically. You guys, y'all could have been anywhere else on the internet, literally. You could have been looking at all the Met Gala um, dresses and suits and outfits um, that didn't really go with the theme. I know you're excited <laughs> about it, but just hold on for a second. You're not there yet. We're going to talk about it. That's why you came here. So thank you. Thank you. We love you. Um, I don't know. I feel like I should be doing something else something right now. Something should be happening. Something should be happening. I feel like... Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. It's a good thing we're on video. Yes. Jesus Christ. Hello, Jasmine. Hello. You guys almost forgot about me. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> we have a very special guest joining us in this episode. Uh, Esquire extraordinaire. Boom. Jasmine Johnson. Tell the people a little about yourself. Hi, y'all. I'm Jasmine Johnson. I've been here before, back in the day. Audacious expert out here. And, yo, I love the new setup. It's a total new vibe, y'all. They had me here and they had, like, yo, clip on your mic. I was like, ooh, clip on my mic. The microphone. Microphone. Yes. I had a little AMSR video. I <laughs> uh, loved it. Um, I guess for my life update, I just came back from a 10-day vacation with my boo. Mm. And when I tell y'all it was nice, relaxing, romantic, so... I was like, you glowing. I mean, I am relaxed. I am very relaxed. Uh, Well, this week was back to work. But um, we went to Hawaii for five days and then went to Vegas afterwards. Oh, that's what's up. And um, Vegas was Vegas. (laughs) I had not partied in a club during the pandemic, but in the club, we were not really like in the club, but just like in the corner. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, I'm really like clubbing with my man. I've never done that. Mm -hmm. That was different, Uh, (laughs) especially in Vegas. (laughs) I imagine pros and cons, right? Yeah, but mostly pros. There you go. Mostly there you go. Pros. I'm trying to set her up. Mostly pros. 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 Met Gala, just like I said. You thought we were gonna wait till the end to talk I'm about it. I'm happy you didn't. Yeah, no, I, I just give it to him. You know, just, here, here's what you want. Here, let's talk about it. Met Gala. Yeah. So protests, the, right? Am I right? The protests, right? Yeah. So the theme this year was um, American lexicon, <laughs> like all things uh, related to like the American legacy, American history. So I feel like a protest was appropriate. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I mean, the First Amendment yes. is what it is. They were asking for it. <laughs> Staged at first, I was about to get mad. I was about to say, I know they're not staging this Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. protest mm-hmm. right here, but no, that was like really happening. Yeah, yeah. I never get the updates for the, like the protest. Nobody's ever like, yo, Jamie, we, we go and like 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay on. We're going to stay on. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, I was like. I'm not in the group chat. Like, Maybe I need to hit up Usher. I'm like, you don't know those people. Because I don't either. I'm like, I'll donate. I need her. They may not know you will show up. Maybe yeah. like a donator. And it's okay. You can be, as long as you're a part of the movement, you don't have to be physically present for Somebody, all of our roles. Somebody's got to make sure we're online. Okay? Like, do we have internet access? Jamie, go to work. What are you doing? <laughs> Period. But yeah, it was really crazy. Uh, it was for defund the police. Okay. You know, because they still ain't done that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was taking so long. Yeah, yeah. You know, Atlanta, they just got a new training facility um, hmm. uh, for the police department. Shout out to Keisha. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing that. Doing those. Um, but yeah, so what do you guys think about the outfits? I thought a lot, like, some of them were, like, yo, what is it, how is this American anything? And then mm-hmm. other words, others were like, oh, shit, actually, I can see the artistic vision but none of them were really like oh yeah that's america as fuck absolutely i agree i want to start with the person who like did it right okay. and that's iman oh she God. was absolutely stunning okay, she... she wore this like gold feather like headdress with this fabulous mm-hmm. like skirt detail uh, and it was american designer yes, yes. and i'm like okay this is someone who gets it but go figure like she's in fashion she right, knows right, right. Everyone else, like, completely missed the mark. I mean, everyone kind of went very, like, old Hollywood glamour. And it's mm-hmm. like, have y'all have no depth? I mean, have, you're in the industry. I mean, you, it's just, this is supposed to be avant-garde couture, mm-hmm. but America. And, right. I mean, like, no one got it. Yeah, people were wearing, like, foreign designers. I'm, like, wrong. First round. Wrong. Like, <laughs> American designers. Um, I would like to shout out Rihanna, the queen. She returned to the Met Gala. You want to shout her out? Shout her out. Did you see what she was wearing? Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. ASAP Rocky. No, no, no. Okay. He was wearing his mama's house coat. I'm sorry. Was, she was wearing she, him. He, she did bring him as an accessory. She, he was her accessory. She was like, this is my nigga. He's American. Me. It was the scully for me. It was for her accessory. You think it was not? You liked it? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was giving me urban wear, streetwear, which is a very American thing. I get, thing. I get. Okay. It is a very okay. nod to American hip hop fashion, I can't which get that. a lot of like white designers rip off of all the time. Yes, it was iconic. I love it. Yes, shout out to the queen. She's back. I like that. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. But Rihanna, Rihanna has always given us some sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Something. And the fact that she was so covered, I hope the rumors aren't true. Was she oh, pregnant? Yeah, because I mean, baby, you could have gave us some shoulder, a little leg. I mean, Look. she's sexy. She is the good girl she, who went bad, and we got no skin. She yeah. got cankles, but she trying to hide it with that damn outfit she had on and ASAP Rocky's grandmother's grandmother's quilt. Yeah, it was the reveal for me. When Why he did he drop it? Okay. He dropped it. And I was always about to be fired. Right. Oh, oh, shit. So, I thought that was supposed to be symbolic of, I don't know if y'all read that book, like the Rainbow Fish, back in the day as kids, and like, you know, he gave all his, uh, like, his scales away away Uh to other fish so they could feel beautiful too. I thought that's what it was at first, and then he took it off. I'm like, oh, like, he's the fish that gave everything away to other people, which is very black America. Right. But when they did the zoom in up close of the quilt, I was like, oh no, that's just a company. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, he, he missed the mark again. It's like, yeah. is no one talking to actual designers anymore? Like, what yeah. is... ASAP Rocky, a lot of benefit of the doubt. Right. <laughs> I was like, exactly. <laughs> I didn't get that. I, I thought that's what it was. I thought I that's what it was. I appreciate that. I thought that, but no. <laughs> the man got locked up no. in Switzerland? Yeah, he was thinking about yeah, he getting his scales <laughs> he to, other to other people. As a no. creative no. gesture. No, no. 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 He's like, I'm here, Rihanna, and I'm her accessory. <laughs> you don't like it? With your broke ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, so, yeah, with the protest, I did hear that there were some actors and some people that were there 
that were kind of like, while the protest was going on about, you know, defund the police and, you know, Black Lives Matter, et cetera, they were like, yo, what are we doing on the other side of this right. kind of thing? And it's like making some of them think about like, okay, am I like, what am I doing? You know, am, um, I, part of the am I part of the problem? Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> and it was, and I imagine like even just thinking about the, you know, dichotomy between the two people arresting, you know, pro, uh, protesters, which we've seen for some time. Mm -hmm. And then this, um, Celebrities, rich, rich affluent, affluent, all the things. Jacket I mean, red car, everything. Take it to the Met Gala. Thirty thousand, oh, thirty G's. Oh, okay, like, you invited, but you got to pay it. <laughs> you know, so it, it was just an interesting thing. But um, yeah, AOC did wear the white gown with yeah. the tax the rich yeah. on the back, which is a, I guess, her way of protesting mm -hmm. the event, but still attended and. Yeah, she she's back and forth. I mean, we talked about her when we were talking about Afghanistan. She was one of the main people like, we need to send the truth back. I'm like, bitch, you ain't talking about Afghanistan in 18 years. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to go over there. Mm -hmm. Be quiet. Sit down. Mm -hmm. You don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Y'all yeah, want to go to Texas tomorrow? Absolutely not. <laughs> Please. You don't want to go to South by Southwest? Absolutely like, not. Dallas legit used to be one of the places like I thought about moving to. Oh, okay. Same. Let me tell you, after that winter storm, yeah. and now this, yeah. okay. And yeah. when we mean this, we're talking about that abortion law. Ooh, the abortion yes. law, yes. among the, all the other things. Oh my yeah. God. Among all the other things. Um, I Texas will stuff. say that when law is ever used to infringe on the rights of anyone, that is a injustice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Period. On anyone's civil rights of being able to bear children. The reality is so much of law, I mean, we, I'm sure you guys understand it as like black people generally, right. but when you're a woman especially, laws that are literally created to oppress your decision making mm -hmm. is, especially me, like I am a very pro-woman, pro-womanist uh, female and to think that if I were a citizen of a state that mm -hmm. would prevent me from making the decision, even if I didn't decide that, it's the ability to decide, to right. choose for yourself mm -hmm. what you want for yourself. When a lot of women who may be victim of rape or incest who don't even have that option, mm -hmm. that's absolutely absurd. Yeah. And I believe is the introduction to Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's a very slippery slope. Very much so. It, it really is. And it's so interesting because like, we keep having these conversations about like, Legislating women's bodies, and I've never seen a piece of legislature that is talking about like controlling men's bodies, right? Like ever. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just talk about mask mandates. I think this, this is actually right. the most divine time for this conversation to be coming up because the same people who are actually saying you forced me to put on a mask is infringing on my freedom, right. but that freedom is not extended to women's uterus. Right. I mean. Mm -hmm. I don't have to wear a mask, but you definitely cannot have an abortion. Right, right, right. Okay, now, let's right. be... Okay, how <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. Right. And, talk about and, this. and it makes me mad because, like, two fronts, right? Like, a big reason this is happening is because most of the women that have abortions are white, mm. to be clear. And this is about, like, keeping America very white because we see white numbers are declining. Two, I think it's just really interesting that people are trying to force women into keeping children in these like extreme circumstances. Like you don't care about these kids once they're born. You don't like the idea of what you feel like a child being like killed, right? Mm -hmm. You don't care about these kids when they're born. You don't go check on them. You're not, you're trying to take away resources. You don't want them to have like wit and Medicare, all these things, but you are forcing women into situations where that child and them, it's, it's a detriment. Yeah. And then, I mean, 
I, I've never been pregnant, never had a child, but mm -hmm. I would say imagine having a child that you know that you're not able to take care of and making the responsible yeah. decision to give birth to the child because your state says that you can't and whatever that may mm -hmm. be. Like, all right, I'm going to give my child life. And then you decide not to take care of it and you give your child to, you know, a foster care. And let's talk about a foster care system. Mm -hmm. Our country is in no position to foster children at all. Yeah. I mean... I have heard countless stories of the abuse that happens within foster homes. The people who are the foster care parents, like, it's not a healthy situation for a child to be in. So, so not only are you forcing women to have children, but you don't even have the infrastructure in place for children to do well. Right. And I mean, and that's, I don't really get the say, oh, it's about the child. When has our legislation proven that we love children? I mean, even, when to the, is that? even to the point about how you were talking about the mask mandate, the vaccination situation and how there's no, um, like, you can't, it's hard for people to say, yes, I'm pro-life in these aspects, but I don't care about people getting the right vac vaccinations and I don't want to, like, protect my child because, mm -hmm. you know, people aren't getting their child vaccinated for whichever reason. Well, a lot of them can't get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're yeah. under 12. You can't get yeah. a vaccine. Is it under 12? Yeah, under now 12. Now it is, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. But, like, even, so, even, like, just the idea of, like, if you're pro, like, life, you should protect the life for the entire span yes. of that person's life. Yes. Healthcare. If you can't afford healthcare because you might not have a job, but, you know, it, you don't need a job in order to... To have a, to get pregnant right. or to impregnate someone also mm -hmm. because people always I feel like forget put the onus on women they put the yeah. onus on women mm -hmm. about like getting pregnant and being pregnant as opposed to like well she didn't do it by herself like this, you know and I think that I love that you guys said that and I love that I know so many men who are pro women as mm -hmm. well and I think that the onus is absolutely one hundred percent on women women can have sex with. 10 different men, but only one sperm can fertilize an egg for nine months. Mm -hmm. A man can have sex mm -hmm. with literally, I mean, Nick Cannon, uh, with so many women right. and have so many children at the exact right. same time period, right. yet there's no way that we're talking to men it's like, yeah, let's make sure that when you're 18, you get a vasectomy. Right. Because right. there's no birth control. There isn't even birth control for men. And I feel like that is... We got to condoms. Me, what, you, what you want? No, y'all need a pill, okay? Y'all need something that's going to be invasive in the same yeah. way. And even the fact that birth control is created by men. Yeah. So much of this is rooted in the exclusion of women in science, right. healthcare, legislation. So right. much of it is rooted in that. And that's the same thing. Like, not, it's not much different than the issues we see as black people. But men sometimes, and thank God again, not y'all. But there are some people who believe that women should be controlled and oppressed, right. and the only way to do that is through law. Right. I think when anybody is trying to think of strategic ways to control a population, that is real insecure because, you know, people get afraid of what they can't control. Right. And um, I think it's, uh, that's unfortunate. That's an unfortunate trait. In, um, in American society and I think global society mm -hmm. that, you know, um, men around the world kind of, I don't know, I don't know what that thing is with men and women about, you know, I, I, you know, seeing like in different countries, um, where, whether we're talking about the Middle East or whatever, you know, there's just this oppression that's kind of, you know, just always mm -hmm. kind of in the background yeah. somewhere. 
I want to backtrack uh, to something you said when you were talking about mask mandates, because our next topic, very interesting enough, you know, there's mm-hmm. lots of controversy around the vaccine. Should I get vaccinated? Should I not? Like, no, it's giving people powers. It's killing me. <laughs> um, people's balls are getting swollen. Right, getting swollen. <laughs> you know, the Trinidad health officials. It's really crazy. What was Nicki Minaj talking it's about? It's getting really crazy. And now her cousin on the run in Trinidad with the nigga whose ball was swollen. You know how hard it is to run from the law when your balls are swollen? <laughs> Allegedly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is crazy. But Candace Owens, you know, she very outspoken, young. Oh, yeah, the woman. Black woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She recently, I guess she wasn't feeling well, and so she wanted to get tested for the COVID. Or she hadn't smelled she, in a couple she's weeks. She's not vaccinated. And a private COVID uh, testing center was like, no, bitch. You're spreading all this misinformation and lies and deceit. You cannot get them tested here because you're part of the problem. Which yeah. I think is a very interesting precedent to start because you heard about doctors like refusing to treat people mm-hmm. they're like i'm walking out I'm right. fuck. you don't want to get vaccinated yeah. i'm not treating you i have mixed feelings about that but, but i think it's interesting i i, I thought so too because it, it was the, it's the first real like exercising of that kind of a right mm-hmm. with that kind of mm-hmm. a private practice mm-hmm. right because you know we, we've always heard like okay you know i don't have to serve anybody you know we've heard that since 1962 mm-hmm. whatever you know racism we know that Businesses don't have a service. <laughs> okay, to they don't want to. <laughs> we know that's a thing. They told us. We like, all right, okay. All right. Okay. But like seeing it, you know, um, you know, with in healthcare and you know, with the 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 onus of um, the the Hippocratic Oath, where mm-hmm. you know, um, healthcare professionals are to take that and say like, okay, I will treat whoever. whomever X Y Z, and this private practice saying like, yeah, you are. A part of the problem, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you have been kind of, you know, putting out that message against this. So no, we don't. We have the right not to serve y'all. Like, oh my god, crazy. The audacity. The audacity. Yeah. But also, Candace Owens, the audacity. Come on, like, bitch, like, If I was Candace Owens and I got COVID, I'd be like, no one can know. It has to be a separate. I'm gonna quarantine y'all. And if I get real sick, someone just come take us to the hospital. But no one can know. Nobody would know. Just like people don't know all the people that work at Fox News are mm-hmm. vaccinated. Vaccinated. <laughs> As fuck. Like, it's they have really to crazy. be on set. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really crazy. <laughs> with your broke ass. With your broke ass. Tucker Carson, my bitch. Um, I actually think that's great for them. I, I mean, I'm okay with it. I, I think that that's totally fine. And I'm not sure if that particular facility is actually ran by a doctor. I mean, we know our healthcare system allows for shareholders to, I mean, regular people can mm-hmm. own uh, healthcare facilities uh, with people who hook them home, they hire professionals to do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not surprised by that. And I'm actually okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I think that sometimes bullying works. Mm-hmm. And we've seen examples of bullying working a, a few times in the past couple days, right. weeks, if you will. So. If she gets denied from that, so be it. You can find another testing provider. Yes, yes. Because there are consequences to free speech. People want to talk about free speech, free this, free that. Yeah, cool. It is free, mm-hmm. but it's not free of consequences. Yeah. Life people, is not worth that. People love to be free of consequences. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say it, say it with your chest. Yeah. Um, the co-founder of Aspen Laboratories said, uh, Susanna Lee, she said, we cannot support anyone who has proactively worked to make this pandemic worse by spreading misinformation, politicizing, and discouraging people from receiving life-saving vaccinations. Um, yep. Correct. Period. Yeah. Period. And I think that and someone who works in media, I'm telling you, the amount of media that people consume generally mm-hmm. is absurd. Mm-hmm. And the fact that someone is putting out media that is misinformed with 
really bad research is a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. The fact, internet, I love the internet, and I love that y'all watching this podcast on the internet. <laughs> uh, but the reality is, the internet makes people think that they are experts in mm-hmm. things that they know nothing right. about. Yes. And when you uh, have the power to, you know, one, two, three, four, and then literally millions of people can see it, there that is a dangerous situation for right. anybody yep. to be in. It yep. makes everyone thinks their opinion and all the information is because it's accessible they think they have access to it mm-hmm. and you don't know all of the research that's been done you weren't in the lab you didn't see now um what was that a microscope uh love specimen as you can tell we don't work in a lab <laughs> <laughs> exactly we're not scientists we're not, I, I, I feel like so we trust the scientists right <laughs> a scientist told me this and yeah. i'm like all right gravity cool. must be real thank you science yeah um so we're gonna move on mm-hmm. um so we got some uh, some wrestling power news. Um, Michael K. Williams, that was that uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, last week, um, he passed away. Um, uh, famous actor uh, from The Wire, Lovecraft Country. Um, really talented actor. Um, yes. Uh, no, Omar from The Wire, like there's iconic. Is is nothing that you could even like yeah. say like. Go ahead. As a gay black man. Okay. You know you don't see well when growing up you didn't see a lot of like yourself in any type of media on television. I remember, I said this on the podcast, seeing Karamo Brown on Real World, that was the first time I saw a black guy be like, yeah, I'm gay. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael Van Williams played a lot of black gay characters like, yep. in such power and dignity and like yeah. respect and depth. And um, yeah, I just appreciate that. So he will be missed. Moment of ignorance. Uh, was Michael K. Williams gay also or just... He never publicly said that. Okay. Um, he did tweet after the MS passed. He said he also lost the love of his life, which mm-hmm. he didn't talk about. And he said he was very fearful of his mother passing. Um, mm-hmm. He was doing a bunch of reflection, and unfortunately, this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very open about his struggles with addiction. Mm-hmm. He never really mm-hmm. hid that. And um, it's crazy. He yeah. died from an overdose, and I think it was heroin, but it was mixed with fentanyl, mm-hmm. which That's is very, yeah, very dangerous. Yeah. He is very talented, and... When I think of him, I think of the other actors who were just very talented. I wish we could see more of. Mm-hmm. And he was someone who brought authenticity to yeah. his role, like that real heart grit. Mm-hmm. And when you like, it's almost like you you forget that they're acting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like that is pure talent. Yes. And I wish that we got to see more of that, especially in Lovecraft mm-hmm. Country, because I I liked him in The Wire, but. Right. In Lovecraft, I mean, also loved the show a lot too. Right. But he was just so phenomenal. phenomenal, and he brought such an authenticity to the role that was like this, just true Southern, mm-hmm. almost like black. It, it was just great. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. he would be missed. Um, Boardwalk Empire is another show he was in um, that he brought like a lot of that um, talent to. But um, but yeah, um, rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Um, really briefly, um, in conjunction was that. The Versus uh, just happened. It was Ja Rule and Fat Joe. Right. Um, I did watch it. And it's funny, after it ended, I thought people would be talking a lot about like the music stuff, but no. They were talking about Fat Joe's comments um, when uh, he brought out Remy Ma, and that was cool, and then Ja Rule was like, you keep bringing out Remy Ma, she had to save you. And he was like, whatever, you got them dusty bitches backstage. And then he said, you had to go to the crack Who house. Said he said, Fat Who, Joe. Fat Joe said, he said, oh, you wow. got, he said, I know you ain't talking about all them dusty bitches you got backstage. He said, you had to go to the crack house to get them, and then Vita and Lil Mo came out. Oh, wow. And they performed, and then they left, and he said, you need to get them girls some sandwiches. And you know, both of them have struggled with addiction, right. like, very openly. Okay. So Lil Mo tweeted, she was like, you know, 
I feel, feel like Thad Jones owes me an apology. Owes a lot of people an apology. Like we just lost Michael K. Williams. Mm. A lot of people suffer from addiction. Mm. It's not funny. Yeah. She said, "Luckily, I'm in a place where I am not currently struggling with right. it." She said, "But that is unacceptable." And I was like, "That's yeah, yeah." Uh, I think that that's something we're gonna see, I and mean, we do see is an issue with people who were famous in mm. times where things were more okay. Yeah. And while like, uh, you could talk shit about that, but like today, it's like get up to the times, evolve your mind, read a book. That's not okay. I didn't hear that, but that's yeah. not okay. Yeah, I mean, especially in those, like, pockets to where it's still, like, still hyper... I don't even want to say... I'm not going to claim it as hyper-masculine, because that's not a masculine thing. It's, like, just those those hyper... Uh, like, it's like toxic. Yeah, those hyper-toxic yeah. pockets. You know, you see that a lot of that in the, like, New York kind of areas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where it's, like, you know, a bit more aggressive. And hip-hop. And hip-hop. 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 So this was, like, the one place where it's, like, of course, like, um, that would come out of like Fat Joe's mouth in that kind of moment, but uh, also it's like, dude, what are you doing? But it's also kind of shocking because Fat Joe has never, I don't he's think never been really that kind of really, That's what I'm saying. I was like, whoa, right? You were really in your bag. It's, I think maybe the mob mentality, possibly. I don't, know. I don't even. That was it. A lot of people said that was very out of character for him. That's, that's wild. That's wild. But his uh, feelings were hurt. Yeah, he did come out and apologize several oh, he times. Mm. He's been he's been on an apology good. tour, that's which good. is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad. That but y'all rule though. Oh, phenomenal. Why was that even a? Why was that even like a well, question? Dollars, dollars. It was crazy. Come on. And I love Ashanti. Oh. And so, I mean. Now we do too, man. Oh. Yo, I love that. He went all the way across the stage. Over there. And I was like, hey, you can tell hey, she's been done with him. Yeah. Like, she's uh, been done with him. They yeah. broke up. She was like, it's okay, babe. Like, we good. Yeah. Mm. She said on a live right after that, because Ja Rule was in the background. He asked her about it. He said, yeah, we saw Nelly come over there. She said, I haven't seen him in six years. Mm. She's like, since we broke up. Mm. She was like, but it was a cool moment. And then they was like, you know, he's single now. She said, well, I'm not. Oh, and everyone was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Ugh, Nelly, ouch." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he deserves it. Speaking of uh, niggas trying to prance, black vultures. So, um, have you heard about these black vultures in Indiana? No. So you know what a vulture is? Yes. They're the the birds that fly around waiting on things to die. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Symbolizing. A couple of my exes. So there's there's a couple of African American. Sorry. Black vultures <laughs> in India that have been picking at live beings, yeah. such as farmers, um, cows, mm-hmm. and um, just random things that pigs, are actually pigs, sheep. pigs, sheep. Yeah, they've been actually not just they've been killing them. Which mm-hmm. vultures I didn't know could kill anything. Oh, shit, killing I mean, but yeah. that beak, they're yeah, animals. Yeah, but they're not trained to like they literally wait for you to die and then they come and click up, you know, clean up everything. But they've been like pecking out the, the animals' eyes oh, and like they swarm them. Isn't it very like crazy? Some of the footage is this unique to this species? Like no, this has never happened before. Oh, this is. They're, they're actually a protected species. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana passed a law now where like you can get a permit if you're a farmer to legally kill them if they're attacking your life. That's a wild shit. Like, that's crazy. That, there is an organization that's like, hold on, y'all can't kill them. Right. All right, go ahead and kill them. Right, right, right. Y'all right, right. stop. You know, this is like, right, right. Yeah. only if you got a permit. Only if you got a permit. You got to apply. You got to pay ten dollars. Like y'all. Now you can shoot them. What are they putting in these animals mm-hmm. that's making vultures think they dead, y'all? Mm-hmm. That's like a what is happening? This yeah. don't happen naturally. I think yeah. at this point, man, niggas tired of waiting, bro. Like we ain't got the kind of time to be just playing around, waiting on like, oh, maybe I'm waiting till you get hurt. Nah, man, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, maybe things aren't dying, which things is still suggestive of influence, or they're injecting some type of something in them where they have the chemical composition of death. death. Oh. Okay, in either case. I mean, <laughs> 
something is strange. The mother's like, damn, this is weird. This is Somebody has to figure out what's going this on. Is not, yeah, I need more of y'all. Come on, y'all. Right. I gotta get this cow. The dead thing is moving. I'm right. trying to take it down. That's and you said insane. human beings, too? I made that part. Okay, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Now, if it was human beings, then I was like, okay, that's enough. Do not get your news news. Get your news, but not your news. Right. News. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, moving right along. Yes. Um, so some more black vultures. We got some news, some more fashion. You guys love fashion, right? Yes, I love um, fashion. So um, some sweatpants have just hit the streets by Balenciaga. Oh, yeah. Aga, Aga. <laughs> All my people, that's where you get um, some sweatpants. They're $1,200 sweatpants. Yes. And they have like a little, um, I want not like a, a, a boxer, a, 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 a piece of boxer. Yeah, a piece of box. Yeah, yeah, a piece of boxers. I want to note the fabric, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of boxer. <laughs> Is it uh, Italian or um, no. a piece of boxers? Um, basically, looking like it's you're sagging your mm-hmm. sweatpants. Yeah. Um, um, with with boxers showing. Yeah. Everything that every um dad has told their kid never to do. Yeah. Um, unless otherwise. Just another clear sign of. Terrible cultural appropriation. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the hell? Did y'all see the white models wear it? No, because I went to Blizziaga to see. Because I was like, oh, no, I didn't see the white models wear. There are white models on the site. Please line. show me. Please show me. I got, I got, yeah. I, so I wanted to know on the fabric because I mean, how many times have we seen that particular like red, you yes. know, pattern yes. with? I mean, I don't know where that is, but you can recreate that look for yeah, less Walmart. than fifteen dollars at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the culture. And I think that, which is, again, why the Met Gala should have had better fashions. I mean, Mm -hmm. black culture is inherently American culture, and I would even say global. Oh. (laughs) She's She's looking at the picture of a white model. Let me see the models. Um. And so our influence is just clearly everywhere. But the fact that someone would pay $1,200 to recreate that look. Yeah. Is and let me catch you out here in these pants. I'm robbing you on. If TV. you are spending twelve hundred dollars to have streetwear look, right? That's the problem. That's my problem. <laughs> well, I, I, I even have a less of a problem with people who are actually sagging because you want to sag, whatever. Everybody's got their own choice. Do whatever you want with your bodies. But like when it comes to like, okay, I'm gonna wear this. Pants, because I don't really want to say <laughs> I don't want the discomfort and the like, you know, discomfort of wearing, you know, boxers. wearing the the culture and the boxers and all that whole thing. I'm gonna just pretend and be a part of the 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 uh, whatever it is the the love the culture. I don't. It looks, it's not, it's not it's part of the it's, culture. It's it's, weird. it's very strange. The, the stereotype. I think. Yeah, the stereotype. It's, I want to be a part of the stereotype. It's like it's those the black same thing. Sweaters. It's like the same thing. It's like those those um some shoes. I don't know. I'm thinking it might be Balenciaga. I'm not sure, but they have like four hundred or five hundred dollars sneakers that are already dirty. Oh and, yes, yeah. yeah, I saw is that. that Balenciaga. Yeah. The grunge look. Yeah, the grunge look. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. another person. Like, why don't you just go get some shoes and then go outside and play? Or look, I'm gonna start selling my dirty shoes if I knew that was possible. You can come get me. I'm gonna stop cleaning my shoes. Worn in. I'm gonna just be go outside. Oh man, my shit dusty as fuck. Yeah, this shit clean them up. I mean, I think it's different times, you know, maybe to like that is the fashion now. So I even I see my siblings and my cousins, they wear like dirty Air Forces. Like, and I remember like, I kept mine clean. And that's just 
a yeah, different no, you, you look. Fight somebody now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like now that's completely different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a different relationship with Air Force Ones. Tell, tell us. God, I was hoping you wasn't going to say no, that. No, of um, course. I've told you this, right? I don't know. Uh, when I first moved to Georgia from Chicago, okay. it was 10th grade. I moved from, you know, um, private school, so he had uniforms on. Oh, so you was in good Chicago. I was <laughs> trying to get an idea of you was like South Side, of like, because when people say Chicago, it's yeah. broad. Yeah, no, no, no. I was on the South Side. I, um, we drove to yeah. take you to school, okay. other side of town. Okay, okay. Yeah, but then came back after, after school. But anyway. I hear that. Uniforms, came to Georgia, then all of a sudden, um, you know, picking your own clothes, etc. Had size 15 Air Force Ones, um, 10th grade. Uh, and that was your shoe size? <laughs> I do know this story. No. <laughs> order size, uh, I order size 12 currently. So uh, my brother was in charge of giving me shoes that weekend, and he wore the size 16, and he, he's 6'4". His explanation was, he'll grow into them. And I uh, never did. Never, <laughs> never grew into those forces. Aww. Second day of school, some, I walked into geometry class, they're like, Boy, who does that walk out of boy? Boy got them bolts on? I'm like, what was he talking to? Somebody's got bolts on? We got a different level of joining, but yeah. Tragic. So I got a different Air Force One. I wanted to talk about something that you had brought up um, before we started filming about uh, negotiated authenticity. Because mm. I feel like here is a prime example of like white people trying to control like black popular culture. Can you tell a little, the people a little bit about Negotiated authenticity. Mm. Yeah, so I I think we've all experienced it in some form or fashion, but I read it in an article, um, and particularly it was this writer's way of, of explaining a way that when we're presenting blackness, we have to almost compromise its depiction um, so it can be accepted by others. Right. And in the case of her storytelling, ex- exhibited by others, mm-hmm. and you know, being on television. And I thought about the ways in which I had to do it, like, even as a professional in my life, and just even hanging out with people generally mm-hmm. who are unlike a me and may not know black culture, that you have to almost, uh, I mean, in, in the term negotiation, it kind of implies compromise. Right. <laughs> I mean, so you have to compromise that culture a bit so it can be accepted by others. Requires compromise, I yeah. would probably say also, right? Um, we uh, we mentioned um, there was I, th- I think we might have read the same article, but we were talking <laughs> about how the writers on Family Matters, you know, they're majority they were majority white, obviously, and they might have had like one. I think they only had one black writer, and there was a particular episode where Eddie Winslow um, gets arrested by the police, yes. and then Carl Winslow has he comes and talks to, talking to his son is like, "Yo, you must have been disobeying his orders. That's probably why you got arrested." and there was a, the black writer at the time was explaining that yeah this would never happen because a black police officer would you know understand the situations that you know um, teenagers and b- young black men would go through um, in those kind of situations. Yes. So uh, the scene that you're referencing is from the episode Good Cop, Bad Cop, and Family Matters, and I mean everyone knows Family Matters. It was I mean there were only a few black led television shows at that time in the 90s and so family matters was important for culture mm-hmm. frankly and it showed a middle class family it was almost the black equivalent to all in the family mm-hmm. if you will uh, a lot less racist but you know <laughs> uh, all the it's something less family matters was that and for a black cop carl winslow to see his son you know 
be harassed or for to hear his son express that he felt as if he was harassed and for his father a cop to say oh you must have done something mm -hmm. you you must have been provoked very dismissive, I, very dismissive. and i think that that's a part of i mean a prime example of what negotiate authenticity looks like and i think the writer was saying i mean that's not realistic because anyone who is black is aware ha had heard stories of this happening to their cousins their brothers right. their fathers everyone knows this narrative very familiar it's a ghost that haunts black people right. mm -hmm. and so for wow. it to be exhibited on television that way is negotiated authenticity sure. i mean it's like no yeah. we can talk can about be on tv <laughs> but you gotta tell black people that they, they be tripping yeah, 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 it's your fault. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and no you you had to have done something because right. people just don't do that and we know that's not the case right. and i'm not saying that all cops are bad i have cops in my family who i believe are good people and mm -hmm. I know just it, knowing people that people are good and bad, For sure. but in a structure where we know implicit bias exists disproportionately to black Americans, that was very dismissive, mm -hmm. in, even in that time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just an example of it from a 90s sitcom. Right. But how many times has it happened in everyday life, in fashion? You just showed me a $1,200 uh, sagging sweatpant boxer combo right. when I know for sure at one point, I remember in law school, there was a city ordinance mm. in some place where it was almost illegal. You can get fined yeah, for that. For sure. And now there's fashion that, you know, almost contradicts that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like who's the like this is the beginning, right? And a lot of these more you know luxury brands are usually on the beginning of it. You know we used to see um, holes in you know these these Kanye T-shirts that are like you know a thousand dollars, some ridiculous price. Um, but um, even like outside of just the media, uh, where it's definitely you know visible, code switching is like a form of that negotiated authenticity. It's like hey, how y'all doing? Like oh hey, how's everybody doing today? You know there's like a difference in not saying that one is, you know, it's just, it's the idea of, you know, bringing your full self to those kind of different moments. And I'm trying to get better at that myself, to be honest with y'all. Like, I mean, y'all know what? I be kicking. I, I can talk my shit. Like, I mean, that ain't no joke. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you know. You have audacity. Yeah, I have audacity. And when I'm in a very, as a lawyer, I'm in a very traditional, conservative, male-dominated mm -hmm. uh, industry. And, oh, when I used to think that at one point, I was like, oh, I'm the master of code switch. Mm -hmm. I'm able to go into a room like, oh, yeah, good evening. Oh, absolutely right. not. We should do this. And then as I've got, if, even only practicing for five years, now I'm like, no, fuck that. Right. Like, yeah. Because no one else is doing that around me. Exactly. So now when I talk to people and, like, and I feel like I have a good report, like, oh, hey, what's up? How can I help you? Like, right, right, right. I'm meeting you where you're at because I'm just a person just like right, you who right. happens to be black and I want to be a professional and myself and I want to wear my natural hair. I want to wear 32 inch twists because I can like mm -hmm. it's uh, I'm realizing that now I almost have a duty to be authentic 100%. so people can see that you can be like the S and you know you can talk hey girl and right. still be the intellectual. Duality. Yeah like you, you there's duality to people. There's mm -hmm. depth and to not just you know assume what it is mm -hmm. because of like the role what right. it look like who they are. It's, it's, I, I have a feeling like I don't have to put on a character in order to just be to go to a place and do my work. Like yeah. I am enough because I have the knowledge of the same thing I had mm -hmm. yesterday before I got this haircut. Or, yeah. you know, two weeks ago when I had a haircut and now I don't, and, you know, I'm still the same person, so let's do the work. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Um, uh, speaking of uh, negotiations, uh, Joe Biden has now announced 
that all federal workers must be vaccinated in order to come to work, keep their jobs, etc., etc. He said, you can be authentic, but you better be vaccinated, okay? That's <laughs> what I care about. I understand we're transitioning, but that did not sound like a, uh, like a, like a compromise. He was like, it's a man. But I'm going to make you feel like you got a choice. There are so many Which shot do you want? <laughs> Which vaccine? Mandates is out here. <laughs> In, in France, they um, they fire. Um, there was a like a um, somebody that had been working for like thirty years at this company, mm -hmm. and the back the the mandate came out over there, and they fired him. Been working there for 30, 30 years, and like, all right, bro, like we don't, they don't, they didn't care before. Mm -hmm. What makes you think they're going to care now? They're also passing laws now where if you refuse to get vaccinated and you get fired from your job, you cannot file unemployment. That's a game changer. That's wild. I love that shit. What? <laughs> I love that's the type of shit I like to hear. I like to hear strong policies with even stronger legislation. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm into. That's yes. what I'm into. Because Bring the reality is, like, if, I remember very early on when like they told us like you should wear a mask. I said the only way you're gonna get people to wear a mask consistently is there's a fine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if you saw, if, if someone saw people in the street, uh, a police officer saying, you don't have on your mask, $20 ticket. People will start wearing their yes. masks, you yes. know, very easily. But, you know, I get that people want to have the choice and the freedom to decide whether or not to protect the masses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think people's, you know, people's idea is that it's, a, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, now you're saying masks. Tomorrow you're going to say, I need to wear goggles. And then... At some point, they're going to be like, Your hey, uterus everybody, maybe? everybody has to wear a, 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 a uniform or some sort. So I think people always worry about like the 20 years down the line about like the next thing. Mm -hmm. I understand what we're all saying. I get it. You know, back it up. You know, I'm just saying. Back um, they, I think it's, it's interesting to think of. It's, it's, I think there is that, there is the hard line because, because America was started on, you're not going to come to my house and take do X, Y, Z to me because it's kind of founded on those principles. That's when they kind of, there are the population that holds on to those kind of principles. And then there's a population that's like, Hey guys, we just got to look at stuff for what it is. We need mandates because y'all not doing X, Y, Z. Um, it's an interesting crossroads right right now. It's a virus. You guys, it's literally a virus that is in the air that causes severe respiratory issues. If the, Intermediate solve is, or I would say to mitigate the issue, is wearing a mask. That's absolutely, I mean, we do that all the time. I mean, there's certain things, that's why you have the right to bear arms, but you can't take it into a church, you can't take it inside of a school. I mean, people still do, but you know, th that's why they have those in place. Mm -hmm. In Texas, um, two people were asked to wear a, uh, a mask and then they beat up the person. I forgot where it, like, like this happened like across the country. But like they like this, I just know what happened in Texas specifically because um, everyone, like after the you know the other abortion law and everything, um, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm so sorry about Texas guys. People were like apologizing mm -hmm. about their state and say you know because it's they they've been doing some wild stuff over yeah, the last. I mean Texas is yeah in, in New York in New York they just beat up a hostess because she asked three women. Um, to put on, can I see your vaccination card? You have to be vaccinated to come to this restaurant. Mm. And they attacked her. The footage is very graphic. The police just arrested all three of them. Mm. But I'm like, y'all, people are not well. Mm. In Georgia. Yeah. There was well. a woman who was shot and killed. I, I, oh, I remember yeah, if it was like a Dollar General or some sort of like that. I wasn't even too far from where we're at. Like, shot and killed because she asked someone to put on a mask. Mm -hmm. 
the, uh, like the store clerk, right? Yeah, the store clerk. Yeah, I mean, like a family dollar or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's absolutely insane. So you mean to tell me, me asking you to put on a mask, invade your privacy, but you taking my life, that that's not an invasion? I, I think the part of that is the, hey, guys, everybody go in the house for a year. All right, come on out. Yeah, but we yeah. might have to put you back in there. And wear right. a mask. Motherfucker, I'm telling you! People's homes are very toxic. That's also what I learned also, in this. Like, I mean, I, like I said, as a womanist, I'm a, definitely a woman's advocate. My, the amount of issues I've heard from domestic violence, mm -hmm. concerns from the groups that I work with, it's, I mean, through the roof mm -hmm. at this point. I mean, mm -hmm. imagine being trapped in the house with your abuser and you're not able to go anywhere. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And then also a lot of people, I think, realized in 2020 specifically, like, we use a lot of like external stimulus as distractions from whatever the fuck we don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. And then when you were locked in your homes, you and your issues, mm -hmm. and you can't get away from them, mm -hmm. it's, it's, people are not well. That's all I'm saying. People are not yeah. well. Y'all be safe out here because yeah. people are not well. Yeah. Um, what I do when I'm not well sometimes, <laughs> I watch TVs and movies. Yes. So much so that we have a segment called Real Mother News. It's my favorite segment. You guys know that. Is okay. It? I love Real News. Are you? I love movies. It's also my favorite segment of y'all show. It's oh, right. the best. All right, what's first? What is first? Obviously, we're talking about Candyman. Well, I'm not supposed to be careful. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it again. Have you seen the movie? Yes. You saw the movie. I saw the movie. Okay. She said, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Yo. We don't yeah. even speak that name. No. So because you've had enough time, it's been uh, about three weeks, three or four yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's on demand now, guys. If you want to you want to stay here and get these spoilers, or you can fast forward about, what, 45 seconds? Yeah. About 45 seconds, yeah. maybe 50. Um, what do you guys think? Love it. Mia DaCosta. Girl, you did that. Yeah, what needed to be done. What a credible film directed by her that brought like black issues. I didn't know how they were gonna like go with this and it was not what I was anticipating at all. Mm -hmm. So well done. I can't wait to see what it's nominated for next season. Yes. I think Jordan Peele's really good. Anything he produces, he always has like horror with a message. Mm -hmm. Right? It was nothing like the original. This mm -hmm. original terrified me. I didn't really find this one scary. It was more like a thriller. Um but brilliant. Uh you know shout out to Yaya Abdul Mateen the third. You know how I feel about you. Wow. And you know I know I'm blocked right now on IG but I'm just going to slide in. I thought you were with the white, the white guy. I have I, a man. You're on a date <laughs> with a white man. you been going on two dates and all of a sudden you went somebody. You went somebody. I've dated multiple men currently. Yaya. Yaya. Category needs to be made. Yaya. I almost said gay man a few times just to see who was going to show up. And did y'all see um, Watchmen and he had the nude scene? We're going to talk about that. I just want to. So I was like, you usually. Especially men, like a lot of men, you know, women constantly have to, you know, show their body, titties, vagina, everything. I know that at all. But a lot of yes, it happens quite often. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> watch, watch more movies, especially <laughs> HBO. Women constantly are like exposing themselves, and it's rare that you see a, a male actor, especially like black men specifically. He did a lot of full frontal, like like that's everyone knows what your dick looks like. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. How much did you get paid? Also, thank you so much for your service. I'm thinking, going back to... Out of respect, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> uh, going back to uh, Candyman Oh, sorry, go ahead. I thought it was a good movie. Oh, yeah. I do not think it needed to be made. I didn't was not really enjoying it at some point in the movie. I, I wanted to. I was like, okay, I see the story. But one um, 
don't know, like, I, so I, when I went and saw the movie, I saw it with my mom, and we went to the Plaza Theater, and they have um, um, Tony Todd, the original Candyman. He was there um, and did, like, a Q&A. So oh, he asked some, some questions. And um, so um, it, it was, like, interesting getting his insight because some of it was, uh, they, they, he actually told us that, you know, he was working on a movie in South Africa, Tony Todd was, and then Jordan Peele called him, and he was like, hey, man, you really, you know, um, inspired me to, um, you know, want to become a filmmaker, especially in the horror genre, mm -hmm. um, you know, and um, blah, blah, blah. And then Tony Todd gave him his, um, the character background that he did from, you know, when he was Candyman, you know, his first thing, you know, as actors, they, um, you know, write their own character background, like, you know, where am I from, you know, that whole kind of thing. And that's kind of a lot of where um, Jordan Peele got the basis of this movie from. With that being said, I don't really care for the movie because I don't, I, it was hard for me to figure out why, but I, I know specifically it happened in towards the end of the movie where it, it, I don't know, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't scary, number one, which is Candyman for me is a scary <laughs> as movie. Like, yeah, you're supposed to be like, okay, I need to take a break. Right. Yes. Come back to this next week right. or something like that. I didn't see enough bees. There wasn't enough bees. Yeah, because the bees used to So also, to the point, they're digital. In the original, they're real fucking bees. Yes, yeah. now that is terrible. No, it was terrible. So, <laughs> he was wet. so to the point to where Tony Todd said, um, for every beast thing, he got $1,000. Oh, dang. Exactly. Oh, he made a grip. Exactly, because it was all in his mouth. They were on, they was on him in the first movie. Yeah. There was something, it was, I was trying to figure out, like, what was the, why was it hard for me to connect with watching the movie? Mm -hmm. And it was that, I don't know how much of the acting, it felt like, um, Yaya and the woman, I don't know. Tiana Paris. It's hard for me to buy that for a little bit. I don't like, even like the storyline got real complex at sometimes. I don't really care for it. I, it was cool. It was a well done movie. Calling it a Candyman movie, I was like, why? It could have just been some other kind of movie. I don't think it did any, like, and then it told like a different story. So the, the scariest thing in the movie wasn't Candyman. Mm -hmm. It was whether it be police, it was gentrification. Yeah, gentrification was the monster. Gentrification was, was, but even even that, it was like they weren't. They're telling black people like who is this movie for? Is one of the things that I kind of get into sometimes. Is it for me who already like okay yeah we know about gentrification is happening yeah. next door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that's my thoughts, and I'm gonna just hold it. But I am really proud of Nia Costa for the first black woman going number one. To um, and you know debuting a movie. That's a big accomplishment. Twenty-two point three million. I want to just say that our generation, especially because we're like on. The, I mean, we're the adults now, mm. which I know sounds weird. That sucks. And I know it sucks, but we're gonna have to give a lot more grace to like remakes and thinking through like. Cause I we're not talking about Space Jam, but I no. Let's talk. I mean, just just real quick, just like Space Jam for instance. People oh thought God. it was gonna be their Space Jam, and it's like, baby. You're not a child anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't your Space Jam. Yeah. This is it's literally called Space Jam New Generation. And then so for like, I hear you on the Candyman thing because say, okay, go ahead. Because then I'm like, I it's not scary because that was your Candyman, right? Like that was your Candyman. But think about who the directors in the production company is. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're seeing, you're hearing storytelling only from the what's the trademark, I guess perception of. Mm -hmm. I forgot the name of Ken, uh, what's his name, Peels, what's his name, Jordan Peels uh, production company, production. but mm -hmm. whatever his production mm -hmm. company is, that's their style. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like, that's how Get Out was. And, uh, he doesn't uh, really make true horror. Exactly. Thriller. No, that's no, no, no. I, I, I like, I understand that part. I get what you're saying as far as, you know, Get Out and, but Candyman is not, like, Get Out was dope because it was like, oh, original story, such and such. Us. However oh. people feel about it, whatever. Um, uh Even the Twilight thing. Okay, you're, you know, we're doing, oh, not Twilight, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we get to Candyman, it's like, okay, now there's people that aren't seeing the original that have, which is fine, um, but it's they could have just made another story with a uh, about a guy with a hook on his hand. You know, I don't like. I think the idea that all these studios are just saying like, hey, let's redo Space Jam and get everybody that would go see a Space Jam thing just because it has the name on it, meaning us, and they're taking advantage of our childhood mm-hmm. and all, that whole kind of thing. Absolutely. Just to like be like, okay, hey, please go see this movie because we're afraid that the story alone or the plot alone won't be able to sustain, you know, the ticket sales or whatever. Mm-hmm. And to be fair... It's, it's lazy and, in my opinion. No, that's true. It, but, but to be fair, Space Jam and Candyman, they're not remakes. They're sequels. Right, they all pick up years after fair. with the original yeah, characters in them. The same story. It's like a new. They're not remakes. Mulan was a right. remake. Right. Like it, they took the story and they completely changed it. It yes. is nothing so, like the original. Cinderella. You know, one, you know two, three, four, five. Right, right. And, version. and we all know how sequels. They just never as good always as the original. Except for Bad Boys Two. Love that shit. For uh, sure. But my thing is that Candyman one, two, and three. I think existed already. We didn't need a Candyman. Whatever you want to call that a sequel, okay, cool. We didn't need whatever it was supposed to be. We could have just told another story about gentrification and um, everything that was about. I and I, like I said, I didn't. Outside of whether or not we needed the movie, watching the movie, I'm like, okay, I'm watching it. What am I getting? It, it seemed like some of the killing was kind of just like, like, okay, let's go ahead and kill a couple people. Let's get back to gentrification. You know, it's like, what's I the story like the only about? Why people were killed in the movie. I didn't even I notice that, that in the film initially, mm-hmm. but I just remember I didn't see the original Candyman because I was so terrified of it. And for me, as a person who doesn't love horror films, this was like perfect for me. But if you <laughs> okay, if you okay, if you have a problem seeing horror movies, you shouldn't be able to go see Candyman. What? Which is cool. What? But uh, devil's advocate, I believe horror should be. It's a genre that I love. I throw like a secret book in my house every year for Halloween, and the whole purpose why I started it was to introduce horror to people that typically are afraid of scary movies because there are horror thriller things out there for everybody. Yes. And the stories typically are so phenomenal. And so I believe like horror should be made more mainstream. So I loved it. Personally. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. It I like thrillers. It was horror like horror And for someone who's not into horror, horror it was like. great. <laughs> it definitely was horror like. That's, that's, that's a new genre. Horror like. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and move that's. on to the next one. This real news. It's getting fired up in here. Alright. Um, next we got um uh, this is a sequel, some might, some might say. Um, <laughs> sequel to The Last Dance, the basketball Chicago Bulls documentary about, you know, the last. But uh, this is Dennis Rodman's um, documentary about those two days he went to the NBA Finals uh, in Vegas, where he spent time with Carmen Electra, yes. did all the things, yes. was himself. You seem really excited about this Dennis Rodman situation. Yes, I want to make it clear that I'm not a sports girl. I'm not into sports. I okay. only watch basketball if it's like a social gathering. I'm more okay. of like a social person. Super Bowl. Yeah, like I, I'm not into sports directly, but sports documentaries. Mm. Oh, I am there. And Last Dance. 
I oh, you seen it? fucking loved it. Okay. I was research every time something happened, I'm like, that happened for real, I would be researching it. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is so interesting. Look at history. Look at history. Look at history <laughs> happening. So for them to give and plus I also love Dennis Rodman. He's always been this like caricature through like my childhood. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. for him to get his own spotlight, I hope Scottie Pippen is next. But yeah. You don't want that. No. I'm a Chicago Bull person, you don't you mean you could get it, you don't know if you want it. No, I think, well, maybe just one episode. All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, too, just to see, like, because, like you said, Dennis Rodman, if he's on camera, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be on camera, we're going to get everything that we need, especially when we're like, hey, Dennis, this is for you. He's like, oh, say less, you know. Um, oh, he's going to bring it. He's going to bring everything, you know. <laughs> he, he, he brought it to the last dance because he knew, like, oh, let me go ahead and show up, you know. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah. he's going to be excited. You have any... Um, Thoughts on this? I know you love you, sports. You like sports? Um, I like niggas that play sports. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, which team should I root for the cutest team? That's how I usually pick a winner. Um, I did not watch Last Dance. Um, I probably won't watch this either, to be honest. I did watch that Rumble in the Palace on Netflix. That one was very good because I remember that viral YouTube thing. So I'm glad that like sports people are getting to like, you know, develop film and tell different stories about themselves, like you know, you get to really get a feel for who they are behind, like, their talent. So I think that's cool. Yeah, and yeah. I remember, I don't know, was this, like, I forgot who the comment was about, but, like, the shut up and dribble thing. Yeah. Oh, how, like, they yeah. are figures and yeah, not people. Yeah. And I think that film, and I'm, I'm, as an actor, like, I'm sure you know, like, film has a way of, like, showing storytelling yes. and so when you right. can get the storytelling behind those events from the people who were there like that's yeah. a gift in itself like they were able yeah. to record that history yes i mean i think that's what sports is mainly about you know all that that storytelling is like oh they're in the brink of elimination oh they they hit the goal the, you know the one yeah. basket that's um, drama yeah, drama drama <laughs> um another drama speaking of drama i've been watching this new show relatively new second season called ted lasso have you ever heard of it yes have you, have you ever seen it? I have not seen it. Okay, have you seen it? No. Okay, so um, it's an interesting show because it's like um, it's the, Jason Sudeikis, mm -hmm. the guy from uh, Horrible Bosses, and we're the Millers. We're the Millers. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. So he plays a um, like a like a soccer coach, but he's a basketball coach initially. That like a kind of small time, mm -hmm. small timey basketball college coach, mm -hmm. and then they hired him to coach this um, European soccer team in London um, and so he's over there coaching this this uh, soccer team as like an American small timey coach right, right, right. so but it, 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 it it's I think it's one of the most like one of the best written shows I've ever really seen mm. um, and like the characters and you know Ted Lasso the role that he plays is real um, it's real it's, it's kind of like a feel-good show gotcha, it's gotcha. feel good but it like also has the um, like drama connected to it? It's like a drama humor as opposed mm -hmm. to like a you know comedy. A dramedy. A dramedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is definitely a thing. It's now. a thing now. Yeah. 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 Drama. A, dra <laughs> a drama. A drama. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of white people, uh, BET's Karen premiered on September third. That sounds like it's about white people. Is it a horror movie? It's a horror movie. How did I get? It's you a know horror that? movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no context. I no context. <laughs> You've heard Karen, I shiver when I'm Jesus Christ. Don't say it five times, okay? Yeah, so BT's Karen premiered. I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, been, people have been talking about it. Are you going to watch it? I don't have BT Plus, although I'm thinking about getting it for the Miss Pat show, because I 
Couch episode that was great. Miss Pat, she was in uh, the the acting class I, I go to. What? She, she was I like one of the. Um, yeah, yeah. So they say that. Yeah, they talk about her. And mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, she got her own show now. Yeah, she got picked up for season two. Mm-hmm. Blessings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I probably will check it out eventually. I do think a lot of things that BT make is trash, personally. You know, it's white owned black uh, entertainment television. Negotiated yeah. authenticity, one might say. Right. So, um, but I definitely think it's an interesting concept, like this whole fear of like the Karens and mm-hmm. how Karens are out, you know, for the destruction of black people. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, documentaries see. are crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> the Matrix Resurrection. Let's talk about. It. I'm excited. Boom, boom. I'm excited. I know what I said about sequels or reboots. It's <laughs> I get it, but this is different. Oh God! Oh God! This is not a plot. This is this is this is completely different. Okay? This is storytelling at its best. Okay. Oh, okay. This okay. is Keanu Reeves. Oh, also, Keanu Day. Okay? Keanu, Keanu Day also yeah, is going to be having because um, not only does Matrix Resurrection. I'm not sure they're still doing this, but um, John Wick Four was okay. supposed to yeah. be coming out on the same day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have you know double features mm-hmm. at the time and a video game where his voice is the main character. That makes sense to me. Yep. Makes sense to me. Shout um, out to Reeves. Are you a Matrix fan, guys? Yes. I've seen them. I need to rewatch them because to be honest, I don't remember what happened. I watch The Matrix at least once a year. Oh, wow. On TBS or TNT? I have the VHS. He's like, oh, I don't know. Because it does run frequently on the Matrix. Limited edition sign by Keanu Reeves. I have a laser disc. You don't know about laser disc. But they're on um, HBO now, so I want to go back and rewatch them before this one comes out. Okay, yeah. Um, I think this is a Warner Brothers film. Yes. Um, can you talk about this thing? I can't talk too much about it, but I will say... Have you seen that, it? Uh, I have not seen no. it, but <laughs> I have seen some really great clips, and it's always great when you can take a movie that relies on so much technology, mm. and we have some technology today. Mm. I will say that. So I think that that is going to be nice for viewers. And that was Jasmine Johnson with the scoop. <laughs> okay. Tight. Um, we also have uh, a competition show coming up. It's a new show coming out. Love competitions. Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, we have, uh, this show is about activism. You know, we all love activism, right? You know, we love fighting for it. So who's who can be about their cause the most. Oh, God. You know, how much do you really care about those starving children? Do you really, are you really involved with the movement? Are you the next Sean White? Are you? Because that's what the show's premise is. It's about social media. Yes. And how many people you can get involved into your particular activism. And then the judges, judge, we're going to judge you based off you know, your social media engagement. Oh, uh, judges like <laughs> Usher, which we all know about his great activism. He has been yeah. out here speaking mm-hmm. on different things. Especially like when you got it back. <laughs> I love Usher. I right. love Usher. No, I love Usher. Love Usher's Usher. not an activist, to be clear. You got it back? What is that talking about? That's about the like starving children in Africa. Hang up and then you call him right back. You got it, you got it bad. I'm just running the lyrics. I don't think so. When you're home alone. Come on now. Ain't got no food in the refrigerator? He don't say that. Um, wow. Yes. Activists go head to head in challenges to promote their causes with their success measured via online engagement, social metrics, and the host input. Um, My blood is boiling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm say well, what I mean. Good news, this show has been um, kind of restructured. Restructured is how they call that. 
and they're, going, they're starting from scratch. They're, start, <laughs> they're starting from scratch. They're trying to figure out a different way to kind of bring this to life. But to your point about bullying works, when social media got a hold of this, we was like, oh, hell no. Y'all about to do what? With who? On what? Yeah, they got that up out of here. Yeah. So. Um, that is beyond negotiated authenticity. That is exploitation. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, yeah. I mean, these are real causes and issues, and I'm not sure what the contestants were going to be buying for, but that's not anything that should be entertainment, and we as consumers should not accept activism as entertainment mm -hmm. right. because activism is real it yes. affects policies and mm -hmm. laws and that that shit starts getting entertained or intertwined with uh viewers mm -hmm. that's it that's yeah. that's that would be the end that's of nice. everything i can nice. promise you that yeah. uh because we all know representation matters yes right? that's why activism is really important uh speaking of representation matters shang chi let's <laughs> talk about it because oh, that's the um the other marvel movie look the new one we couldn't end real news without talking about my boo, C movie. Um, did you see Shang Chi? Yes, I did. I saw okay. the last night actually. Okay. And I mm. love it. I love Marvel. Period. Um, and I always have to like make this disclaimer. Like, I'm not sure like what all of the cultural depictions <laughs> are actually accurate. Right. But I will say that every time I watch something that is culturally focused, I immediately get into research. And so I thought the symbolism. Of, from what I have read with the dragon, the water, the protection of the Tao Lao village, all of that, excellent. Somebody did their research. Excellent. No, like truly. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. They're In the fighting scenes? Top tier. Top tier. Yeah. And yeah. I had this like running joke at my house like, niggas love kung fu. We okay? Do. It we don't do. matter where you put the kung fu, you can add kung fu into a movie and we gonna be there. We gonna be there. It's <laughs> also a running joke in uh, Black America that niggas love Kung Fu. <laughs> love Kung Fu. Um, so have you guys? Is it like a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon situation, or what's Shang Chi like? Michelle, Michelle Yao is in it. Okay. Aquafina is also in it. Yeah. And I know Aquafina. She, yeah. yeah, she's in it. I know. Not. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Drink your water. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Aquafina is in it, and. I've always had like really mixed reviews about her. So if, like, people don't love that she puts on like a black scent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? No, that, that doesn't You didn't know that was a thing? Like, you know, like I don't know if you've heard her talk, but she yeah. talks like. First of all, you know, like, yeah. who is Aquafina? <laughs> she is a. She was a rapper, and now she she was a rapper. Did she, she rap about water? No. That's a missed opportunity. No, 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 no. She was a rapper, and then she got into um, TV. She's like a com comedic actress. Huh. But she started to do more drama roles. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, and okay. But in this role, she was very good to me. No, and I was surprised great. because she's been pretty much like shitted on, on social media. Because of the black scent. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, but she was more of a horse woman. She, she, she sounds like <laughs> where she's from, though. Yeah. Like, she's like Long Island. Yeah. So and I'm like, to me, that's what it sounds like out there. Yeah. So she didn't. Didn't seem like she was putting on, but I, overall the movie was great. The mm -hmm. visuals were fantastic. The costumes for the fighting scene, and I love Marvel because they always take the best costume yes. designers, and they had these like dragon scale like influence costumes. Amazing, amazing. For uh, my uh, after the last Airbender lovers, there was a couple opalas running around there. I like that shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is really cool. Much better than that shit that M Night Shyamalan did. First mm -hmm. <laughs> your legacy. Um, oh, uh, real quick, uh, watch this Val Kimmer documentary. You don't know. Batman. 
Five and eight. Guys, you gotta know who Val Kilmer is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Educate me. Val Kilmer is he's he's a he's a, one of the pinnacle actors of our generation's time. <laughs> um, he was uh, he was the saint. Uh, he was Batman for a while. Batman. He was in Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the documentary focuses on um, his life now that he has a voice speaker box situation um, because he had um, throat cancer some time ago. Mm-hmm. So now he's unable to do all the things he was able to do. Um, and his son do, does like the voiceover of the documentary. Wow. Um, really good documentary. Um, and then watch the same afterwards. But um, but yeah, that's, just wanted to throw that out. Shout out to One of the better Batmans. One of the better. True. Yeah. And not to be mean, shameless plug, Batman, March 2022. Are you, are you in Batman? <laughs> I'm not in Batman. Oh, but the trailer is out and oh, okay. y'all should go look at it. All right, go check out that uh, new Batman. Robert trailer. Pat. Yeah. Robert Pat Bat. <laughs> Who knows how he will be as a Batman. So, um, so we got a new segment here. Yes. Okay. Um, specifically for today. Yes. Music. We love music. This is Audacious Artists. Okay, let's talk about this. You know music, the soundtrack of our lives. Everyone, I don't care where you come from, culture, ethnic background, wherever. We all love music. Yes. And uh, this has been a big week in music. A lot has happened. VMAs mm. just passed. Yes. Video Music Awards. The, the Video Music Awards. A lot of people released new albums recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's Kendrick and Baby King. Oh, go ahead. Kendrick, no, go ahead. Kendrick and Baby King. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Kendrick and Baby King. Uh, Baby okay. King is uh, one of Kendrick's relatives. I believe he's a, ne- a nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kendrick <laughs> is... <laughs> Uh, Kendrick is featured on two of his songs on that uh, new album. Yes. So, um, wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. Love that. We it love Kendrick. The before we talk about that other guy. So, go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, before we talk about the men, I want to talk about, shout out to Anita Baker. Woo! Oh, the cl- the got cl- a music The, the cleanup queen. Let me tell you, if I need to clean some shit up real quick, throwing that Anita Baker, I get to clean it. Listen, that's going to be a statement. Yeah. She oh, finally got out, out of her 30-year contract. Unheard of, like what they used to, what they do to artists. Music industry is really That's terrible. Ooh, it's dark. It's, it's really dark. terrible. And so she finally got her masters. Mm. And so shout out to that queen. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, we got a new music video that we want to talk about a little bit. Uh, Chloe. From Lord have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Oh my God. Have mercy. I think you haven't seen the video. I'm not seeing. Have it. mercy. I, I, I saw clips. Have mercy. Have I saw mercy. clips and gifs because you know how have the internet mercy. ain't got time for the whole thing. Now let me tell you something. As a gay man. You know, we love a bad bitch. Okay. Nonsense. I wasn't aware. We love a bad... This young woman, I used to watch her on YouTube when she was a baby there from Atlanta. Shout out, A-Town. Um, just phenomenal. You know, she was in that group with her sister. They're signed to Beyonce, the queen. Um, and her new video, she just kind of stepped out of the shadows, I feel like. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like... Yes. It, yes. Was, it was since they were giving her slack about, or flack about the... Um, like her dressing like a certain way when they had the, the yeah. red silhouette yeah. challenge yeah. back in the day. Yeah. People were like, You're she got a body. No, it, it, no. <laughs> her body's stupid. Her body is stupid. I mean stupid. All natural. The girls hate it. She yeah. Some people tell me about like, you know, yeah, like yeah, she bad, but it's like it's hard to like not take her as a kid because her voice doesn't like yeah, 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 and if you're our age, you shouldn't be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's, That's actually gross. If it's our age, you need to stop. But if you're her age, 21, 22, go ahead. Yeah, you? yeah. She's making music for her time, for her generation. Like, I think she's up there. I mean, I was complaining at one point that there weren't enough girls doing it enough for me. Normandy was close, but then she kind of yeah, yeah. stopped. She hasn't had that she had one. She plateau. Yeah. And then, you know, when your mentor is Beyonce, it's kind of a recipe 
peak for stardom, yes, to be honest. Truly. I think there's been a lot of comparisons between her debut and Beyonce's debut, mm -hmm. and I think that it's a fair comparison. Yes. No, she's no Beyonce. Like, obviously, she has more time to prove that. Mm -hmm. But as she, a she premiere single, I, I mean that. Top tier. Top tier. Everybody was like, you used to run home to see 106 in Park because <laughs> yes. you wanted to see yes. the video countdown. Mm -hmm. And it was a story in yes. the video. And yes. so I'm happy that people are getting better at putting on real good music videos. Facts. Okay. All right. Uh, no, oh, uh, Chloe's 23, by the way. Just, just 23. Still too young for you next. For you guys. You guys. Um, Yeba. Yeba? Yeba. Yeba? For those of you who don't know Yeba, Abby Smith, I don't know uh, a queen, a vocal, really prodigy. Um, she's she's like a, she's like an Adele, but she sings better. She's a white woman from Tennessee. She grew up in the church. Um, mm. She has a cult following. She just dropped her debut album. Mark, mm. Mark Ronson, I think, was the producer. It's phenomenal. If you want vibes, get into it. It's called Dawn. Shout out to Yeba. Okay. All right, I'm into it. Yeah. Um. Uh... You want to talk about this next guy? Or? I mean, if, if the next guy, as I know we're not going to not talk about it, Certified Lover Boy, yeah. that better be on the agenda. Let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> it. Okay. Um, as a woman who um, is obviously pandered to by Drake's music, love it. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was great. My first listen, I was like, okay, way too sexy. I feel like men need a song where they can feel a bad bitch too while they're getting ready. Thank so congratulations, you, you got one. Yeah, um, I'm okay with that. And but all the other songs are still like really good mm -hmm. to me. Like fountains that I played that a thousand times while I was on vacation. Like I mean, Drunk it's a good album. He makes good music. You know what to do. Okay. He has a recipe. All right. He made box. I'll give him that. Wait, can and I'm not sure if this is on the list. What about Kanye? Did also. Um, I mean, really, Don. Yeah, but I mean, I just want to. Kind of don't usually. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about. Kanye. Was he the? Yeah, Kanye. Yeah. I mean, I respect. That's yeah, it. I mean, I, mean, I don't really. No, I. Yeah, I mean, it did happen. But I would talk about <laughs> the mess between him and Drake. That's what I wanted to get to. That's what I wanted to get to. That got, got kind of a little crazy because I saw Drake had for his marketing for his album, if you want to call it that. Uh, he had um, around different cities in uh, in the world. He had, you know, one in Nigeria, one in Atlanta, um, different cities where he had features on the album. He was like, you know, hey, Chicago, you got such and such on the album. Hey, Atlanta, you got 21 Savage on the album. All those other things. And then um, Kanye, he did a billboard in Toronto. Um, I'm, I, I didn't see what it said. Oh, see, I didn't know this. What? Yeah, he did a billboard in Toronto basically saying something about, you know, Donda was out or something like that. Mm. Um, but... He also leaked Drake's address. Also leaked Drake's address. Okay, so that's what I do know about. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I feel like I get that there's a competitive nature for like, like same day drops. Mm -hmm. And Kanye had that thing back in the day with 50 Cent. So like that's kind of like what kind of rolls him to stardom. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a little played. Mm -hmm. And I think it's immature to especially mm -hmm. drop someone's address. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Very dangerous. example. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. he got killed and maybe some people found out his address. Yes, mm -hmm. it, very dangerous. It's not cool. Yeah. And either other rappers like that submitted verses like Andre 3000 had to release a statement. That's he was like, I, he said, I did not know Kanye was going to use my verse about my mom in a diss track. Yes. He said, I thought it was a great moment of positivity. Yes. He said, so I apologize yes. to Drake. That is not what I was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. and I'm happy Andre 3000 did that because he's obviously a very coveted, well-respected right. person mm -hmm. in the industry. Mm -hmm. So to clarify that, which kind of just pushes me to the saying like, clearly... You know, the, the K man is going off to the deep end at yeah. this point. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like really hard to watch mm -hmm. or even like 
see on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Andres, Andres also said he'd like to work with um, Kendrick Lamar and a couple other rappers. But Shout out to Kendrick. Kendrick. Make that happen. Yeah, I think no, Atlanta is already like a music capital, yes. but no, Outkast, that's royalty right there. They're, they're royalty. Yeah. I don't think it's anything about uh, being on Drake's album, but uh, let's go ahead and move on. Um, uh, BMAs. The right, BMAs. Right, right, right. BMA winners. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Lil Nas X. Last a genius, an icon. Yeah. Shout out to Lil Nas X. He won video of the year for uh, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Doja Cat and SZA won. Best collab for Kiss Me More. Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. They won Best R&B. Um, leave the door open. So can we talk about the Lil Nas X? I know you like, went over briefly, but the... Um, his, have, you, have you heard the new album? Yes. Yes. Several times. Yes. We didn't talk about it, right? It's cool. Yes. We did not talk oh, about it. Oh, sorry. It's later on. It's later on. But since we're on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I'm sorry. It's really good. I've heard a few tracks on it, and I liked it so far, mm-hmm. but it, it does. I, it, I'm only saying this part because I've heard it from other people, but I'm curious as to everybody's take. Um, I've heard that it has like the, the it has like a little bit something for everybody yes. on the album. But to that, it's not like a consistent like story or kind of thing with the like. There's no, it's not like a one story or project. It's more like a little piecemeal from here. But that's probably you know also due to he had like a, probably a bunch of um, features, features and collaborators, and I'm not really sure how much you know production mm-hmm. um, people came in and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm yeah. just curious, like how does it sound as a um, entire piece? Um, I actually like it. I agree. It, it probably doesn't like tell a story, but I, I'm o- I'm also okay with that for my yeah. music. Like I'm okay with getting from an album just like a, a time piece of like where you're at at that mm-hmm. time in your life. Yeah, I would say it's like an anthology. Um, yeah, like yeah. it's it is telling different stories in each song, song but yes. it's just about his experiences like on the journey to stardom, and this is where he's yes. at. Yes. Um, it's the evolution for me because yeah. when I think back to when he first came out with the Old Town Road, that was, um, I mean that was I mean a hit, but this is who he was then. And when I compare like that visual to what we get from Montero, I'm like, God damn, like, yeah, he did that. Like it is very clear that he took um, control of his image, mm-hmm. his story, and that makes me almost very proud of him and want to mm-hmm. stream it more. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, all the black gay men like that have never seen themselves in this kind of platform. I remember watching his VMA performance, and I was like, this is a gay black man, not like a white, uh, George Smith, you know, Sam Smith, mm-hmm. like a black gay man who is on a one of the biggest stages, primetime television, mm-hmm. like with like other black gay men, like showing like black love. It, it was crazy. Like, he just yeah. dropped a new video, That's What I Want. Um, and it's, like, the story of him and, like, one of the first guys he ever fell in love with. Just things you'd never think you'd see. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, to, to that point, do you think um, black people are going to receive it? No. Because black people are his prime haters, criticizers. Okay. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And when I say black people, I want to say cisgendered. Heterosexual men and also cisgender heterosexual women that hold up toxic masculinity because some of y'all need to do better. Yeah, I. Y'all date these niggas and y'all don't date foul. Yeah, I. I'm a heterosexual woman, but I will say I have very close people to me in my life and my family who are homosexual, and I when I see things that purposely try to exclude them or make them feel like they can't have that expression to me, it just seems like what's your beef? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not. It's, 
Why do you care so much about two men sucking dicks? Like, you're not sucking dick. Like, why do you yes. care, Boozy? Like, why do you care? Like, it's not your, I mean, no one is monitoring your sex life. Like, no one is in your business, like, inquiring these things. And I remember, I did see something on Twitter, like, from that VMA performance. I think he, like, I don't know if he kissed one of the dancers. I think he may have, like, lipped something. Yeah. And people are like, oh, this is absurd. This can't be on television. I'm like, uh, let's scroll through the Rolodex of Madonna and Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. That broke the... But kissing is not even the most graphic thing that's happened oh, on that. Absolutely. Kissing. Absolutely. But for that to be such a big deal on like social media, in the discourse and the conversation, I was like, yeah. like Everyone's uh, perception of male homosexuality and female homosexuality, especially when it's like mm-hmm. on a stage, right. is... Woo! Right. Night and day. It's probably like sexualizing it, right? So it's like it's, as soon as they see what, even if like a kiss, people like immediately see that and they're like, oh, like men kissing, what sex? Oh my god, penis, oh, get out! And, and it's not, <laughs> because it's not for the majority male gaze. Mm-hmm. Women yeah. kissing is about the male gaze. It's like it's yeah. something that men try to control women's sexuality. Like that is still for me. It's not yeah. even for them. I mean, it's yeah. another. It's, I think it's another point to the negotiated authenticity. Like mm-hmm. wanting people to. Oh, okay, you can be gay, but just don't. You can't be over here. Don't be too gay. Don't be too gay. Be palatable gay. You turn yeah. down the gay a little bit. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Like with my friends, like I have a lot of like straight male friends, but a lot of them have never seen me kiss a man or like I've never brought a man around like in a lot of social settings. And I know, and this is how I know a lot of them would not be able to handle that. Like, if I was like, oh, no, that's my nigga. Or if we were, like, laid up or whatever. They, because to know someone's game, but then to see it, it's very different. Yeah. It's very different. So, yeah, it's, shout out to Lil Nas X. Yeah, because he's being himself. Yes. And that I can appreciate yes. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, is Sonic with, uh, did you ever say Sonic? Yep. Okay, all right, cool. Um, so we can cover all the VMAs <laughs> yes. and everything? All right, uh, Lil Nas out. Yeah, we covered that. Um, okay. Um, we got an MQ. We got an MQ. You know what an MQ is? No. You don't know what an MQ is? No. You, That's a mystery <laughs> question. Like a mystery flavor oh, uh, airhead? Oh, this, this is my bad. I forgot. You were uh, an audacious expert pre-pandemic. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, clearly it's been a it's, new it's, vibe. It's been a time. <laughs> it's a new vibe. We got purple walls now. It's microphones. <laughs> it's a situation. Um, mystery question yes. is a question in which um, one of our audience members submits a question. Okay. Or two. Today we okay. have two. Um, two? We still got two? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, to which we don't really know the answers to. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't know what the question is going to be until somebody asks it. Okay. Asks it. Okay. Y'all can go first and I can answer after. Or you can not go at all. Whatever you'd like to do. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Warren. Yes. Do you have a mystery question or should I go? Because I think I might have one. Go ahead. Okay. What would you do? If you had the opportunity yes. to have dinner mm-hmm. with Jay-Z or mm-hmm. $500,000. I will send you my wiring. Or the dinner with Jay-Z, yeah, I, Sean Carter. Yeah, I would have dinner with nobody if someone was like, I, I will give you $500,000. Like, the other person I would, like, turn that down for is Langston Hughes. He did. So, um... Incredible writer. Yeah, I don't even know what me and Jay-Z were talking about. Like, I'd be like... He would give you the, the secrets to his How success. How do you know that? That's not a promise. 
What do you mean? I had dinner with lots of niggas. They it's don't give you nothing. You. The no. secrets of success mean nothing without capital. And I'm telling you, as somebody who does enough in business, if you ain't got no money, you're really, you can dream Talk all you it. want. I have so many people call me all the time with consultations, and I call them mm-hmm. dreams and nightmares. I don't have time to discuss your dreams and nightmares. Mm-hmm. When you are ready to get business started, let's talk. Like, That's you fair. need capital. So I will send my wiring instructions. Okay. Do you take the $500,000 also? Absolutely. All right. Okay. All right, I have a question. Oh, what? Wait, what would you do? Would you have dinner with Jay-Z or would you take the money? I... Don't let No. <laughs> not you. Not you. Can I bring my camera? I don't know. So I'm okay, bringing no. my camera. You didn't say no. No, but no. The question is, would you have dinner with him or would you take the money? You don't know what the dinner entails. and That's the gamble. I would have dinner... I would have water and braid with him and say and cuss him out for doing Kaepernick the way he did. Oh my goodness. And record it. <laughs> and record it. And sell it. And possibly oh. send it to TMZ. That would be great. Who is really going to by somebody else. I'm not more than five hundred. That would be great. Sell the TMZ for five hundred thousand dollars and one dollar. I love that. Smart. Okay, next mystery question. Okay. What is one of your social media pet peeves? I'll go first. Wonderful. If you guys need time to think. Yeah. So this is one of my pet peeves. If me and you dating, and that shit end, and let's just say, I'm the kind of person, if I'm dating someone and it ends, okay. it's over. Yeah. We don't have to talk about why it ended with other people. I'm not going to be out here trying to ban it because I'm, I'm kind of over it. It's over. But if we know it ended because of some shit that you did, and I'm not out here talking about it, don't go on social media and start acting like the victim or like mm. talking about me. or like trying sub. to Like you're oh, subtweeting. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to make it seem like a... Do not do that. Especially when we know you were in the wrong. Let's just mm-hmm. not even do that. that that's, I hate when I see couples dissolve and then you see one person like doing stuff. And you know other people be having information. They be like, that's not, we know what happened. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that. Yeah. You, you look kind of crazy. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's how you pick your red flag. Mm-hmm. You got any pet peeves over there? Um, I mean, really just that Twitter fingers maybe, just that everyone thinks they know everything. Mm-hmm. And just because you have an opinion and have the ability to have soapbox doesn't mean you should say it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Facts. Good enough. All right. Cool. Um, one of my pet peeves, we got several social medias, right? Uh, we got Twitter, the Snapchats, the Instagrams, the the tagged. We've got, you know, all the things out here. LinkedIn now, LinkedIn. too. LinkedIn. You, you got can be a LinkedIn influencer. Link- oh, <laughs> speaking of LinkedIn, I, that, that's exactly what my pet peeve is. It's not having the right content for the right um, platform. I should not find out that your son got married on LinkedIn. This is not the place for that. You take that to Facebook. Right. I'm, trying to job, Facebook. I'm trying to, like, you know, pay the bills. Hey, come on down. The wristband wins. <laughs> what? Get the fuck off my platform. Like, what are you yeah. doing? So I think the even, like, the finding, like, how people have some, um, you know, content or memes or whatever on one thing, and then they'll, like, copy it and paste it into, like, another thing and just recycling all the information because at some point we're all like that's why we can come and say like hey did you see that one meme where it's like because everybody's like saying you know the same thing right 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 in a circle sometimes just like i was (laughs) i mean i think it's because we live in i mean that's where we're at and we have to accept it and even i have struggled with like so much of promotion is social media Mm. and I mean, y'all know this, putting together content is a lot of work. It and is. so you're like, well, let me just repurpose as much as I can, stretch it out as far as I can. Well, people, I'm talk, more talking about like people stealing one thing and then taking it somewhere else. Like somebody else's like content or memes or whatever, and then you redo it. It's like, all right, 
This ain't even your TikTok, but it'd be like 20 right. TikToks. We, we've seen it. We've, we've seen it. <laughs> We're over it. We got it. We follow the same people. <laughs> they got millions of users also. Um, but yeah, uh, you have, you hope you've enjoyed being on the podcast. Yes, this was nice. This is cool. Well, we just kicked it. I liked it. Period. That's all we're doing. Period. Nothing at all. Just kicking it. <laughs> Before, uh, before we let you go, yeah, we gotta, cause, we gotta, cause I know you're about to forget. We gotta let it. No, before we let it burn. Let it. Yeah, we, we got, got one it. more segment. Yeah, let, let it burn. No, no, before that. What? Things that white people do. We gotta do white shit. You forgot about white shit. I forgot. Why did you I forget forgot. about white shit? Like, no, Jasmine, what are you doing? Oh man, this is I've why been we don't do this, man. Authenticity this is so much. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm exhausted. Okay, I forgot. I forgot. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for white shit. Things that white people do. Specifically. Because they be doing a lot. Okay. Um, you got something? You got, yeah. You know some things that white people are doing? Some crazy shit has been happening, guys. You know, I don't know why the animals are out here doing things that animals shouldn't be doing. Um, This woman in Belgium. Woman she, in Belgium. 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 She got banned from the zoo <laughs> for having an affair with the chimpanzee. Absolutely not. That's a white shit. I don't know. One of the animorphs. I don't know what's going on. And an, an affair? An affair. So she was committed to a person. To Maybe a, the chimpanzee was. I'm saying previously to a person. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the, uh, the affair. Yeah. I think she used to work at the zoo. She was like one of the zookeepers. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I'm talking about she was committed to one guy. And yeah, then, she's married. And then she left. She was, she was cheating him on him. She didn't leave. Okay. Him. She was having an affair. Okay. With the chimpanzees, which means she was still in her That's what I'm saying. human relationship. Okay, okay. How her bad of a lover you gotta be, yo girl like your dame animals. Ah, just kill yourself. Like, I just, she don't even be a chimpanzee if you want to, and then come out in public. I just didn't I like, like you. I didn't like how he opened his bananas, so I figured I'd go to somebody that really knew how to like. She wanted someone that loved her. Poor partner. Like, when they find out. When they find out. You're in the news. You're in the news. with a chimpanzee. You are in the news now. Embarrassing. Yeah. Maybe it's the chimpanzee that went to the moon. We don't know that guy's like. Got the clout. Maybe clout he, maybe he's that that chip. That's gross. <laughs> like I said, things that white people do. That is nasty. You know. um, also, we have uh, the grand jury. They're doing things these yes. days. You know, they're always doing things. <laughs> um, they've indicted the police officers and the paramedics who um, who were responsible for the death of Elijah McCain. Yes. Um, the the young man who they gave him like some ketamine yeah, as a young man, um, and he was you know screaming like, hey, no, I just have X Y Z wrong. Please don't do this. And you know they did it. So grand jury has indicted the police officers and yeah. the paramedics. So get them. Yeah, that story is really sad. Every time I learn more about Elijah McClain, it is really heartbreaking. Yeah. So I'm yeah. happy that he's getting justice. Yeah, That's... for sure. Um, also, um, Kimberly Potter, former. Police officer. I think we talked about her before, right? Mm -hmm. um, she was uh, the um, officer who she was an off duty police officer. No. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. No. She. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember the video of Dwayne Wright um, in Indiana. She was the one they had stopped him at traffic light. They opened his car door and they were trying to make him get out. He's like, I'm not getting out. And Kimberly Parter was the white officer. You see, reach for her gun and just shoot him mm -hmm. immediately. She claims she thought she was reaching for her taser. She also was the police trainer, 20 years. Oh, gosh. You the fucking trainer, you don't know what a taser... Yeah, like, I every, that. You don't know that. They don't even feel the same. Like, anyway, I'm glad that she's being indicted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I hope with these new training facilities, they actually have the advanced training that's needed. Because I'm not going to lie, I think that the huge benefit of living in a first world country is the security of police officers. But if the police officers aren't 
doing their jobs correctly, right. then that would be a problem. And like the Dave Chappelle joke of if a pilot made a mistake every time there was a plane, mm -hmm. you know, we would have an issue. The FAA certainly would. So mm -hmm. I mean, I'm hoping that the trainings would catch up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, now. 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 It's time for Lady Bird. All right. You know what you're burning this week? Absolutely. Not. Do you I know what you're burning this week? No, I gotta think. I gotta think. Okay, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, guys. Uh, go, go, me, go. No, no. You sure? And I'm gonna go. I'll give you some time to think. <clears throat> what I'm gonna burn this week is people um, on Twitter and stuff being experts at stuff. I, that really struck a chord me when you said that. Mm. You know, a lot of y'all out here, you know, like me, you fail chemistry. You know, it's okay. You're not a chemist. You know, a lot of y'all out here didn't have the grades to get in, you know, the state school, let alone med school, and you out here, and now you're the doctor. You know, a lot of y'all, I just, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. A lot of y'all I know personally, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, no, just no, just cut it out. I'm letting it burn. I'm sick of it, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay? I'm going to start posting your, your grades and shit underneath the comments. <laughs> Don't stop it. That's what I'm letting burn. Uh, I'm going to burn, I don't know. I just feel like I've been so in a high like these days, but in a good way. Period. But um <laughs> more ways than one. But I will say if one. I can let anything burn, it is I'm gonna take yours too, but I just like it's people need to let go of the fact that they don't know everything yes. and that you don't have if you didn't, you know. If you don't know how to do research, research isn't YouTube videos. I'm gonna just keep it real. Like, you know, research is actually reading like law journals, medical journals, you know, seeing the data. And I mean, sometimes I don't even get the data and I like do this. And it's like, so I have to read the abstract to get a summary. Mm -hmm. But you know, enough of people thinking they know everything. Be open-minded enough to accept things that you're not used to. And that's also for Lil Nas X, people who like shitting on him. Cause that's not okay. Like. Okay. Be more open-minded to that we're people, a very advanced species. Give some space to people to grow how they want. Mm -hmm. and, if, and if you're going to be closed-minded, close your mouth, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Since we're closing things. Right, how about you close that? Um, were, you, were you complete? No, I'm done. I'm okay. done. <laughs> um, what I'm letting burn is um, work. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Just, just like, I saw it a lot. I got like two things to do to work. Ah, you know what? I'm just, it's going to be it. I'm no. hoping I can be a housewife one day. Me too. Oh, girl. Me too. <laughs> Let, Call let me find out. Uh, <laughs> um, but I also, I'm also letting work burn in the idea of um, not doing work. Because in other spaces, there are times where it's like, all right, like this ain't work work, but this is, I have to do some work in order right. to complete this task, whatever it is. Um, so like just the idea of work, I'm letting that burn. 